0: Hi, this is Neda. I am remembering, as I read through the book of Acts, a really fun morning. Uh, Years ago, it was like the early 2000s. And I was at that point in our lives teaching the middle school Sunday morning service. And we had so much fun and interaction in that class. And the morning I'm thinking of, we were going through Acts, or right? we had Acts chapter 16. And very often with this class, because they were so much fun, I would portion off parts of the scripture and be like, okay, this group, you have to present this part. And this group, you present this many scripture verses and stuff like that. And this particular morning, we were talking about Paul and Silas from chapter 16 of Acts, where they were falsely arrested because they had cast out a demon from a servant girl and her master was ticked because she was earning him all this money. So he had them thrown into jail. Well, while they were in there, like we get to this verse and I looked to this group and I had asked these two awesome, amazing, funny guys named Paul and Tyler to act out the parts of Paul and Silas. And they had plenty of creative freedom (laughs) in this class. And so we turned to them and we were like around midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. And I was like, and they were singing hymns to God. And right when we said that, these two guys who were acting like they were chained up in stocks go, skin, him a rinky dinky dink, skin, him a rinky do. God, we love you. And <laughs> you might be cringing, but honestly, the whole class just fell apart laughing because no one's expecting that. And it definitely was not a hymn, but it made us all laugh. That story, though, is honestly one of my favorites for so many reasons, but today I want to talk about what stands out, and that is other prisoners were listening, and I want to talk about the results. Paul and Silas were in a really awful situation, and we often want God to come through for us, but we're not willing to obey him and go into some pretty awful situations. So we don't get to see these miraculous things he does. But Paul and Silas willingly stood up for the Lord, did what he asked, and here they are in the deep, dark dungeon. Chained up, it said, the inner dungeon, which would have been the bottom, the smelliest. And when we're talking about smelling, we're not talking about musty dirt. We're talking about, like, human smells. I'll just leave it at that. And they were clamped in stalks. And you know, I always think, how'd they go to the bathroom? Which tells you a little bit more about the smell, because I have to go to the bathroom all the time, right? That's a side note. (laughs) Anyway, they chose to focus on God and not themselves. They chose to praise, and other people were listening. I have to wonder, what do we do in our dark dungeon moments? Do we think about ourselves? Or do we think and praise and focus on the Lord? I know we know that, but let's just be a little bit more specific for a moment. Um, A few years ago, we knew that God was calling us from one particular location in ministry to another state like 14 hours away. And we immediately put our house up for sale, you know, after our time serving at this place was done and we were... And anticipating a quick move to this new place until they started traveling back and forth um, to this other place to do that new job well our house didn't sell things were selling like crazy right up until we put it up for sale and the, ho- the holiday started and everything in our whole area just shut down like nobody was buying houses at least that's what our realtor said <laughs> and it was awful Now, people around us, like neighbors, and I knew a lot of the moms and teachers at my boys' school, because I'd worked there and volunteered there, and they were always asking, how's it going? How's it going? What's happening? Is your house selling? Are you sure you're supposed to move to this other state? It was so discouraging, and literally, we would, like, sit and stare at each other at home, like, what are we supposed to do? And we, it was terrible, but God was so faithful, and... (laughs) I had to, when I was asked all the time, and sometimes I would be really discouraged, like because you start questioning like, Lord, like we're talking like eight months we waited to move. And um, you start questioning things and you start going, did we lose it? Did we miss it? Like what happened? And so when these other people would ask me about it, many of them who did not know Jesus yet, I couldn't be like, oh, it's so awful, blah, blah, blah. I had to point to Jesus regardless of how I felt about it. And I'm not gonna say that I was the perfect example for sure, but I have learned that I need to be honest with how I'm feeling like, yes, it is getting really discouraging, but we know that God has a plan and I know he's bigger than we are. And so we trust him. And those are kind of the answers I gave. Now at home, I struggled with the faith. I, I went to him regularly. But I also know that, I don't know if you're like a cry yourself to sleep person, but I do that when I'm discouraged. Um, I would get to bed, I would start crying, and then I would just have to lay there and start thanking him for things and praising him for his faithfulness. And if I couldn't think of anything because I was too distraught, that's a fun word to say, distraught. Um, If I couldn't think of anything to say, I would just do that alphabet thing that you've heard me say. Start with A. What are some characteristics of Jesus that begin with the letter A? Well, that's easy because you can always say awesome. But like seriously start naming it and going through the alphabet and then starting back over with A again if I was still awake and still upset. Focusing on Jesus when we're in a difficult situation and praising him, it really does make a difference. And it's not just about praise music. It's really about the focus of our heart and the attitude of our heart. So let's look back at chapter 16. So after they were singing praises and all the other prisoners who were probably, you know, lawbreakers for real, they were listening. Then suddenly there was a massive earthquake. This is verse 26. And the prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Now the jailer woke up and he saw the prison doors wide open and he assumed that all the prisoners had escaped and he drew his sword to kill himself. Okay, this is ancient Rome. So if you're a prison, you know, jailer guy and your prisoners escape, that's pretty much the end of you. But Paul shouts to him, no, stop. Don't kill yourself. We are all here. Okay, if all of the other prisoners presumably are probably rightfully there, which means they're used to breaking the law. They've probably run from the law before. Why on earth would they all be there? Except that Paul and Silas were praising God. Their focus was on God. Well, what happens when our focus is on God? His presence becomes massive. Like we notice his presence. He hangs out where people are focused on him, praising him. So something Happened in the hearts of the other prisoners there because they didn't all try to escape. And if you're not familiar with the rest of this story, you should read it in Acts 16 because the jailer falls on his knees and goes, What do I have to do to be saved? And his entire family got saved. They were baptized. It radically changed this man's entire family and probably a bunch of those prisoners who didn't run away. Honestly, grumbling and complaining. Oh, and I'm, and I'm so guilty of it. I grumble more at home than anywhere. But grumbling and complaining literally steals away opportunities for other people to experience God's presence, including ourselves. Oh, take a deep breath. Whatever scenario you are walking through and whatever kinds of conversations you have in your head, let's choose to shift them I pray right now in your name, Jesus, that when our brain goes down that path of complaining or woe is me or what am I going to do or fretting or that deep anxiety that panics and stirs and makes our heart beat, Jesus, I pray that in those first moments that we start going down that road, that your Holy Spirit would tap us on the shoulder and just pull us close and be that reminder that we would just start praising you. That when we get bumped by the situations of life, it wouldn't be yuckiness that spews out of us. But Jesus, it would be praise. Please remind us to praise you. Because God, when all this earth is done and over, you're still going to be. Because you you are the I am. You always are. So in the name of Jesus, would you please in your amazing grace, remind us to keep our eyeballs, our attitudes, our thoughts, and our words on you. And we are going to experience your presence because of it. And other people around us will be changed because of it. Thank you, Jesus. And friends, that's just a little piece of my heart.